webmasterradio.fm. Live from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, it's SC Gurus. Webster's defines a rainmaker as a person whose influence can initiate progress or ensure success. SC Guru's Rainmaker comes to you each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, bringing you some of the biggest rainmakers on the world wide web. Our guests will include major search engine executives, payment processors, advertising executives, and an array of sales and marketing pros. We invite you to join your host, Darren Pappen, also known as Essie Guru and his beautiful co-host, Brandy. Essie Guru is the foremost authority on search engine optimization and has taught at conferences worldwide. Brandy is an expert in business development, public relations, and sales and marketing. Together, they bring you Rainmaker, a true crossover platform for mainstream and high-competition webmasters alike. Log into the chat, kick back, and get ready to open yourself up to a new generation of Webmaster Radio. It's Essie Guru and Brandy, and you're listening to Well, there you have it, folks. It is another Thursday, and of course, another edition of Rainmaker. How are you, sweetheart? I'm phenomenal. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, Just just busy as usual. Uh, You know, another week rolls by. Busy and breathless. The dust is is flying (laughs) around in here and beating beating techs off, and yeah, the engineers. You're doing what, darling? Okay, I'm trying to get the engineers away from the studio <laughs> as much as possible. I was actually enjoying the visual. <laughs> She's killing me here. Uh, we we are, for those of you who don't know by now, we're, we're moving our studios across we're the freeway. Growing. We're expanding. Uh, New state of the art. High tech. I mean, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> a lot of dust. Honey, a lot. No voiceover for you. Keep no, the day job. Thanks. I, I, a lot I, of dust. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. And but they don't even get the colors right. Like, I was so excited. Purple. What do you not get about purple? All right. All right. So it's a little blue. It's, it's, bl- it's a little blue. It's That's, blue. All right. It is what it is, you know? It'll it's, be fixed. Yeah, it's, it'll, be, it'll be good. It'll See, be good. He, he deals with the tech end of things. I deal with the pretty end of things. <laughs> Isn't that nice? A woman who actually keeps her place and happy to do so. Ooh. Did I Boy, just, you just did that. I did. I and did. I've got promo material, baby. <laughs> God. That George, you heard that. That, right. was a, that, that was, that was yeah. a gimme. For, no, for honey, you've been giving me a lot lately, and I'm all about that. Um, I love that you're all about that. Um, so here we are. We're another another week closer. We are right up on top of uh, of, of getting this this move done. Uh, I'm really excited about that. Uh, a lot uh, a lot going on in, in, in our lineups. The, the lineups are growing. That's uh, that's a great thing. Lots of new programming. Mm-hmm. That's a very cool thing. It's a very cool thing. Um, and so we'll we'll talk more about that a little uh, a little later on in the uh, in the show. Uh, tonight's guest. Honey, uh, I, I got to tell you, we, we had a chance to, to 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 meet David and hang out with him a little bit out in uh, beautiful, lovely Ontario, California. What is in uh, in Ontario outside of the convention center and the, the mall? By a, the way, you know, like in a mall that they have a, a gang fight that yeah, breaks out there's, over there. There's n- nothing out there, but, but it was uh, it was a very cool it was a very cool conference. We did get to meet our, our featured guest this evening, David Lawrence, out there. Um, he calls himself Wacky. Um, I call 
call him a character. You can listen to him live, uh, I believe, every night uh, on radio. He's a radio show host, extremely controversial, uh, I guess, in his approach. He talks about pop culture and uh, all sorts of people that are living in the new media, lifestyle with technology. He's, uh, let's see, he's won Addies. He's a Clio nominee. He has, uh, he's the voice, uh, a voice that you recognize, I believe, for AOL service calls, I want to say. He's got a great voice. He's, 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 got, he's got pipes. He's, he's got pipes. He's got pipes. He's got pipes, that's for sure. But he's but but David's actually got a very, very strong background when it comes to radio and new media. So that's actually what we're going to talk about tonight, is not radio and new media, but how he got to the place that he is, because David is the proverbial plate spinner. Man's got a lot of projects God, on his plate. he's got a ton going on. He's got a ton going on. And you know what? We're, we're going to talk to him about just that. Uh, stay with us. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, David Lawrence. Sit tight and don't move. Rainmaker. We'll be back after this short break. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch media.com today 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker he types Hooker Escort hookup into another local search engine's one box search he has a great time that he can't expense truelocal.com two boxes one click great results Raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as xy7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own xy7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with xy7.com, so you won't have to. Tulsa to Tunisia, Boston to Bogota. All united through webmasterradio.fm. Rainmaker, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Honey, you look awfully comfortable over there. I am. <laughs> I'm done. Like, I mean, if the truth be known, I, I'm, I am so utterly done. Are you? So happy to be here, but like you say, stick a fork in me. I am done. Yeah. 
David, how are you? I'm fine. Thank uh, you for asking. Want to welcome you to the air. By the way, the answer is an airport. An airport? Yeah, that's what else is in Ontario, California. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot out there, was there? It was... Uh... Named after a man who had 44 pounds of impacted fecal matter in him when he died, John Wayne, everybody. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I don't even know where to That's go with it. That's rough. That's rough. <laughs> you went there. <laughs> well, you guys weren't. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> For God's sake. We're going to have fun online and we can be against against all FCC conundrums, then let's do so for crying out loud. Amen. Uh, Amen. I'm about it. I'm about it. <laughs> all right. D- okay, so D- David, real quick, yes. elevator spiel. Yes. What the hell do you do? Uh, I would say uh, Casey Kasem meets uh, Zig Ziglar uh, meets Ayn Rand. How's that? Wow. Sounds I mean, like you, I didn't know if we were on like uh, a one-floor ride on the elevator or like we were going to the top. Yeah, you, you know, you know. No, that was cool. You that's just took us on like the fun ride. We just yeah, had the loop exactly. of your, uh, roller coaster. Yeah, so you know, I mean, I, I really believe that that everybody in life is a show person in one way or another. Whether you're entertaining your kids as you're changing your diapers so they don't pee on you, or if you're you know trying to optimize uh, your uh, rankings in the search engines, you know, you're you're still trying to tell a story to somebody. And you know, after I leave this uh, this interview, which I, by the way, have been looking forward to for uh, 167 hours. Now, <laughs> um, I uh, I am going to uh, uh, perform in, at the dress rehearsal for a world premiere play that I'm starring in tomorrow night. Hey, Mazel Tov. Here in Los Angeles, yes, Lachaim. And uh, it's called Bukowskical. And it's a, a musical about the life of Charles Bukowski. So if the impacted colon issue didn't grab you, then maybe Charles Bukowski would. It's all about performing for me, whether it's on the radio, on stage, in film, uh, online. It, you know, for me, it's like making entertaining and informing people, and in that order. Uh, yeah, wow. hey, well, because you know what? If, the, if you're there not, you if, if you can have great information, but if you don't present it in a fun way, mm-hmm. or in a way that people can absorb, mm-hmm. they're not going to get the information. They're not going to get where they need you to go. Right, so, and and you want to you want to build a following of people who expect you to be what they expect you to be, and all that does is make it easier for you to you know exceed their their surprise and delight them, exceed their expectations and and like that. So that's what I do. Ah, but see now that now you're getting into an interesting little thing here because um, one thing you can say about me is I'm usually predictably unpredictable. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Henceforth, you know, and it is hard to be always be. I mean, don't you find it hard to always be on, and sometimes you're on in different ways. Sometimes, like, I mean, you and I have had several conversations. We haven't spent that much time together. I love together. it when you're on, honey. Yeah, I do. Well, we won't. Oh, we're, we're with David <laughs> on the phone. He will so take me to that place, no matter how tired I am. And then the next thing you know, we'll be talking yeah. about things that will embarrass you, my handsome husband. Oh, that's not So you don't want to go that's there. Anyway, good. unless you want to go there, because I have no issues. Good. That's not okay. good. No, you guys just let me know when, when you need me, okay? <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. behave! <laughs> I'm here for you. you know? No, it's so cool. We love this. The ham bone is being, he's going, I'm the third wheel. No, no. Dave is not used to that. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I I am not the guy who, oddly enough, I am not the guy who grabs the spotlight. I like messing with my guests and messing with my callers and making them the stars. You know, it's, I I truly believe that the reason that most people in show business are so beloved is that they gave away the funny lines and they got to react 
to them. Now, now let me ask you this. Where did the, the love of performing come from? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, that's, you know. Being beaten as a child and wanting to make everybody <laughs> happy, I would imagine. I don't know. When my, when, I, when my parents would fight, I would go and clean my room and uh, recite George Jessel uh, jokes and and uh, Bill Cosby and, you know. It was, uh, a way to deal, it was a way to deal with yeah, life. It was a way to deal with life. And I think that, you know, from the very beginning, I mean, I started uh, performing when I was a kid in children's theater. And um, if I could get somebody to laugh at me, then maybe they wouldn't hit me with the belt. I mean, that's that's the way I felt. And, and, I'm, and I'm not kidding at all. Uh, my father was really abusive. Oh, wow. If I, could, if I could make him laugh, and I could make him laugh, I really could make him laugh, um, then maybe he would turn his attention to anybody but me. With really? His, with his uh, unfortunate wrath. So you had the ability to defuse him. Sure. And I think Away. Most, I think most uh, comedians, most performers, uh, you know, if you if you're if you're brought up in a really uh, well-adjusted, uh, you know, calm, loving, nurturing environment, you're not very funny at all. Oh, you're see, not. You're, you're the audience then. Yeah, you know, you know what? I, I, that I disagree with. First of all, I don't know anyone mm-hmm. that had like a happy childhood. I know lots of people that have had a childhood. Oh, you know what? Or they're in denial. But yes, they are. Because you know what? At the end of the day, yes, I think everyone has a lot to be thankful for. And if everyone actually sat there and very honestly traded stories, mm-hmm. you know, you had something nicer than I had. I had something nicer than you had. And it all comes out in the wash. But at the end of the day, we all have, we all have had our, you know, everyone has abandonment issues. They were abused. They were neglected. They weren't neglected, but their perception was they were neglected. They didn't have family. They had too much family. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the reality. We're all dysfunctional. There is no such thing as June Cleaver, who absolutely and positively takes care of her. That just doesn't happen. Do you have a mouse in your pocket? What? Huh? I, I mean, you're saying we're all dysfunctional. I don't think I'm very dysfunctional. You were. You were. You came from like the most bizarre family <laughs> known to man. See, that's okay. the thing. People that are right now backpedal. <laughs> I'll backpedal now. No, but I, I agree with what you're saying, and I think that's really cool. But you said something that sounded kind of like sad to me. Like the cool thing was. Oh no, not sad at all. I, I think that it's a coping mechanism. That's why I, I sort of followed on what you said. That um, I think people that are entrepreneurial, people that step out from the crowd, that don't necessarily want to be uh, a member of a cog in the system. A mm-hmm. two. A to right. the ear. You know, these are the people that are either, you know, I had this conversation on the radio show yesterday with a woman who uh, talks about corporate ethics and, and so on. And I said, we, we completely disagreed on, on this tenet. I believe that humans are inherently animalistic and in most cases when given the opportunity move towards pleasure and away from pain and in that case they will take something if it's if it's available to be taken we've seen that with Napster we've seen that with money flying out of uh, armored cars on the freeway people don't stop to pick the money up to give it back to the guards they pick <laughs> right up, right you know and jump in their cars and speed away so i think that when when given the opportunity people generally gravitate towards that which gives them pleasure and away from that which gives them pain much like a one-celled amoeba. You know, they, they create a pseudopod and they flow away from the pinprick. So she was like, you're crazy. This is insane. Americans, I mean, humans are inherently good. And if you give them the opportunity, they'll do the right thing. And I thought to myself, you poor child. Right, how misguided you've been. misguided. But, you know, you know she has her, her viewpoint. And I think I people said, want, I think the unfortunate thing is, I think people want to be good. Mm. But unfortunately, given the opportunities and in, in, in one of those split-second decision things like, oh, wow, money just flew out the back of an armored truck. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, your reaction probably is going to be and 
think about it, people, right? Like, even you'd say, oh, no, I would go and I'd take it to the nearest, you know. No, you wouldn't. You would not take it to the Treasury Department. You wouldn't do anything. You'd run really quickly, turn, look both ways to see if anyone saw you and stuff it in your bag and go. <laughs> I think that's, that's closer to reality than what she thought. You know, I do. And I don't think it's because people are bad. I just think it's when, you know, because I've been in a lot of circumstances, or even on radio where we say, you know, someone says, oh, if I was in that situation, I would. Well, you right. know what? It's easy to say when you have a moment to think it through clearly what you would do, but being in a situation and reacting to it are completely different. Gotcha. And, you know, you said something earlier that really impacted me, that, you know, you, you used your comedy, used your humor to diffuse your father. And I don't know if you meant to say this or not, but to take the attention off of you, like you couldn't diffuse him completely, mm-hmm. but you get the attention off of you and move it on to someone else. Like, not that you moved it on to someone else, but he'd giggle and laugh with you. He'd still yeah, have his fury. Would shift. The focus yeah. would shift. Sure. So, like, how does that make you feel like as an adult? Like, as a kid, it was self-preservation. As an adult, it's kind of like, oh my God, I got him not to deal with me. I didn't have to deal with that shit, but then I had to kind of like put my hands over my ears as he freaked on one of my siblings or my mom. You know, and I don't think I really made it made it sound like that. I, you know, I was not happy if he turned his wrath on someone else, but I also, you know, felt like if if he see he was this guy that was like eighth grade education truck driver guy, right? He thought the pinnacle of life would be for me to become a welder, to have a uh, to have a skill, a skill set. Right, and a pension. And so when I started getting into drama and computers and, and radio. You know, what he knew about computers was they screwed up his paycheck, you know? Right. He knew about right. drama was it was for faggots, you know, and that's nice. the way he put it. And, you know, I, he, he was, I, I'm not sure if he was sad that I wasn't gay or if the, that, you know, I chose that as opposed to welding. I, I don't know. <laughs> was that, that Are you sure you're not gay? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I vomit at the thought of having sex with a man, so I think... Do you? But, there's a, but there's, I think there's a niche for that, David. Oh, is it really? Is there Do you vomit, vomit while he He's having sex with you. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Sexyvomitorium.com? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was very good. That's so, just wrong. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, but, but I don't know exactly what his story was. When he passed away, I felt relieved. And I'm not afraid of saying You know, it was like, yeah. I just, you know, and it was one more bullshit piece of thing off my shoulders that I didn't have to deal with anymore. Yeah. And I think that's where it started. And I think that's what your question was. Where did this all start? Yeah. with that, but going out on stage and making people laugh or being on the radio and having people call up and, and uh, you know, either making them happy with music or, or making them happy with talk or who knows what all. Right. Um, being able to entertain people and having a message and having people respect that and and, and accept it and, and gain profit from it or, or gain entertainment from it, you know, those are really, really fun things for me. And over and over and over again, when I hear people say, you know, God, I love what you do on the, sh- on the show. Do you hear that a lot? I do. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. No, I know you do. I do. I hear it quite a bit. And um, and I like that. I mean, people don't take the time to give other people compliments. They no, take they money. don't. And believe me, I get many more uh, notices from people who say, you fucking suck. You're an asshole. You, yeah. know, you know what? First of all, A, the number one compliment is, and I always say this to our show hosts, if someone actually takes the time to make a comment at all, yeah. like, that's huge. Because think about how much like people you like, yeah. right? And you think, wow, you know, I just want to call that person. I haven't, I haven't spoken to them in ages. I haven't right. done this. And we don't pick up the phone. So for someone to take pen and ink or, you know, send an email or leave a voice message or whatever, say, wow, your show makes a difference in my life or... You got to take a couple of minutes. You know, yeah. Or, hey, asshole, you suck ass. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
<laughs> okay, well, you suck ass, and I'm still listening to you every night. Right. That means especially something. The, yeah, yeah, especially the ones that, that say it over and over and over again. Well. That make it a mission. Like <laughs> but they're still there, so you must be doing they're something. They're still listening. Oh, that's the thing. It's like, you know, they think, for example, on XM and Sirius, you know, I'm on both. And so there's these fan sites. And the, the worst most vile, disgusting, reminiscent of fuckedcompany.com web, you know, their their right, boards. Yeah. Remember right. how horrible they were? Yeah. Right. Um, that kind of garbage goes on on the fan sites, and now with Howard on Sirius, it it's even worse. But when somebody can, night after night after night, tell you just how much you sucked on the air, and how stupid <laughs> that call was with that guy from Wisconsin, all that tells me is you're hanging on every word I say. Exactly. Well, that's it. And you know what? Right. It goes back to that scene from, from Private Parts with Howard Stern where the you know the sales manager walks into the walks the the program director around and says yeah the people that like Howard listen for 45 minutes at a clip right twice as long as any other radio station in town she goes uh-huh and then he goes and the people that hate him they listen for an hour and a half <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> point exactly. is those people wrote down that they listened to Howard Stern and hate him right yes. the fact is they wrote down that they listened to him so you know i don't care i do the show specifically for me. And the fact that people have come along and jumped on and, and have enjoyed it, that's great. Because if you start to do any show, any sort of production for a member of the audience, a part of the audience, a subset of the audience, that could very easily polarize the audience and send others that don't agree with that or have a, a distaste for that away. And so you got to get that out of your head and just do the show for you. I mean, there was an incident that happened to me when I was doing mornings in Washington, D.C. Uh, I was doing the most music in the morning, which is like, you know, mix, milk toast star, don't offend anybody, just play. Mm -hmm. Right, Vanilla Boy. Yeah, just just play James Blunt all day long. So, uh, you know, this thing happened at the Fairfax Hospital in D.C. where these right-to-life people were screaming and protesting out in front of Fairfax Hospital. Fairfax Hospital, like every hospital that has this service, performed abortions on demand. I mean, that was that's the law of the land. It remains that way today, whether you were on one side or the other. Really didn't matter to me at the time, honest to God. But what happened was they started to protest in front of the blood bank. Oh, really? And they said, don't give blood at Fairfax Hospital because they kill babies. And I'm thinking to myself, well, however you feel about abortion, why would you want to prevent the hospital from providing blood transfusions and so on to people who were in op- having operations? Or- exactly. Uh, oh, don't even get me. So, ho- yes. And so I, I'm, I just casually mentioned it on the air. Oh, my fucking God. The phone started ringing off the hook, you know, are you pro-choice? Or thank God you're pro-choice. You know, and all of a sudden I'm taking phone calls. My program director comes running into the room and says, go to a commercial. <laughs> so I go to a commercial and he says, shut your fucking mouth. Wow. You are not here. If you want to go do talk radio, go do talk radio. But you are not here to polarize the audience. You are here to serve them up the most music in the morning. That's it. Wow. You want to support one-sided issues like support the troops? Go for it. You want to do a charity thing? <laughs> go for it. You want to start talking about gun control or abortion? or, or, or religion, yeah. get off my oh, radio. Well, you know what? Well, in other words, he means 
means, gee, I'd like to be really creative and cool in my job. Unfortunately, I'm dictated by the ad department. Corporate and if America. you piss off any of our advertisers and they go away, our salaries will decrease, our jobs will decrease. It and was there a won't. very logical progression for me. <laughs> I got it immediately. I mean, yeah. like, but isn't that, isn't that silly? Well, like it does, then the yes. next month, which was September of 1990, I quit and I went and did talk radio. So I took his advice, right? I, you know, and I and I did just exactly that. So I'm, I, you know, I get it. You know, you're, the, the ratings are gotten X. Radio stations play the Arbitron game this way. Mm-hmm. They maximize the audience share. They maximize recall of the call letters and the frequency, and they do it the way they do it because they have to. You're absolutely right. It is a, an economic necessity. Mm-hmm. All for that. I am like the most pro-capitalism, pro-business person you'll ever meet. And so, okay. Okay, fine. I get it. That's what you have to do. This is what I have to do. And so I did. And that's where Online Tonight and the David Lawrence Show started. Which is great because it allows you, at the end of the day, if you really want to be responsible for your own words, you need exactly. to be your own boss. And that's and that's it. Create your own content. In fact, two years after we started what was then called the Help Button, you know, the name of Online Tonight was very first the Help Button, and it was a Saturday midday show on the ABC talk station in Washington, D.C. I, I, they sold out the show for the whole year with CompUSA and Radio Shack, and I said, well, gosh, this might work as a syndicated show. And my general manager said, nah, computer shows will never work. Right. I don't want to do that. Nah, nah, nah. I said, really? I- I'd like to. Well, okay, but we're not going to. All right, well, then. I'll do it on my own? I'll quit, and I'll do it on my own. And I did. And, you know, for 14, 15 years now, uh, the show has been, you know, just a-, a joy for me to do. And it went nightly in 1997 at the height of the dot-com boom, the first dot-com boom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've never looked back since. You know, launching with both the satellite systems, uh, being on great radio stations all across the country. I mean, you know, this has been a real joy for me, and it's led to so many things, including the work in podcasting, including the work in games, including the work on stage and in front and behind the camera. I mean, you know, I just, I love what I do for a living. I love it, love it, love it. And And you know what, David? We love that you love it, and we love that you kept quitting so you could keep moving on, but we're asking you to sit tight. We're going to take a quick break. Do not quit with us, listeners, because we'll be right back with David Lawrence. Sit tight and don't move. Rainmaker. We'll be back after this short break. Finally, an easy way to advertise online. From planning to analysis and everything in between. Take control with TrueAdvertiser.xls from TrueEffect. Now manage your entire ad serving experience with your Microsoft Excel workbook. Save time. Save money. Reduce training and easily control your data with TrueAdvertiser.xls from TrueEffect. Taking the mystery out of online advertising once and for all. Finally, an easy way to advertise online. From planning to analysis and everything in between. Take control with TrueAdvertiser.xls from TrueEffect. Now manage your entire ad serving experience with your Microsoft Excel workbook. Save time. Save money. Reduce training and easily control your data with TrueAdvertiser.xls from TrueEffect. Taking the mystery out of online advertising once and for all. E-commerce 
Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. We sat in the band, I put my hand in my pocket, and there's like peanuts in my pocket, and I'm like, where the fuck did they come from? Oh yeah, that's put a whole bowl of fucking nuts in my head, and I'm like, dude, don't put your nuts on my head. <laughs> Tune in for more inspirational moments with David Naylor and Mikkel DeMint every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Strike Point. Radio.fm. Now, here's your host. Honey, why the uh, constipated look? Hosts, plural. <laughs> if I keep eating the way I'm eating, it'll be host and triplicate or something. All right. I got a great body you know, for two people. It's horrible. You know, yeah, they always do that, David. You know, they're always fishing for more. I just, uh, I'm still shocked that people don't realize that putting one's nuts on one's head. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know that was unheard. That these days, that that would even be something that would have two sides to the issue. Yeah, well. You know? (laughs) When somebody asks you not to put their nuts on your head. Yeah, you just, you know, you're kind of like. I think in some counties that's like illegal anyway. But, I mean, in general, (laughs) listen to what they have to say. Uh, Don't put your nuts on their head. Yeah, it's. it's, boundary it's issue. rough. It's rough. I know. And, and I think he, he reiterated it a, a couple of times. But no matter what, <laughs> it still, still happened. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're I think we're clear.
clear on that now. Yeah, yeah, the nuts issue. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah, that's great. So, David, let, let's let's talk about this new media that uh, that 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 uh, we're we're both off into this this podcasting thing. What's By the way, th- can I stop you for just a yeah, second? Yeah, sure. Okay, I just wanted to do that. Yeah, okay. Just stop you for a second. Is that fun? No, here's the deal. <laughs> I have rarely heard an online offering that sounds as well produced as WebmasterRadio.fm. Really? Yeah, I love the promos. I love the fact that you counter that, that you uh, uh, that you counter promote between shows. That you your your commercials sound the way they do. Your open sound the way they do. Because you know that's kind of the missing link in in online yeah, exactly. and media content is professionalism. A sound that, good that sound. people are familiar with, but maybe take it a little bit further. Exactly. You know, exactly. Sure. exactly. The guy that did the open to this show actually survived the session. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at one point in time, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure he passed away and then was revived. He did. He did. It was Paddles. You know, that that's actually the voice of NASCAR. There you go. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's been around for quite some time. He, yeah, I'm the he, voice he, of NASCAR, too. I'm the voice of their podcast. Do you? Yeah, what, I do what their you? podcast. Uh, they do, there, there's a, it's a B2B podcast for all of the advertisers. Nice. Uh, they do. I mean, podcasting, I got to tell you, newhomepodcast.com and all the podcast stuff that I do has just gone through the roof. And despite the fact that a lot of the podcasters that we all met right. at the convention right. are mm-hmm. no longer podcasting. I no. mean, it was only four months ago, and they are no longer. Do- Podfade is like link rot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's amazing. I mean, and, and many others have gone on to do other things. Many others have blossomed and gone crazy, but when I'm talking at the NAB, I'm doing a, a presentation at the NAB coming up in April on for radio and television people to take their content that they create and then re, you know, re, reconstitute it and it. use it via podcasting and make money with that. And one of the things that, that I've already been getting, you know, sort of pre-questions from people that are going to the session, and one of the things that comes up again and again and again is this business of, well, what about pod fade? And I'm like, well, you have to go to work every day. You don't have to worry about that. You're always going to be creating new stuff because you're paid to. Right, right. I think that what happened was a lot of people thought, hey, this is really cool. My voice sounds good. And then once they started to get a fan base... They didn't know what to do with it. Well, no, I don't know if they knew what to do with it, yeah. but they said, oh, my God, I have to do this now. Yeah. I didn't count on that being part of the equation. Yeah, right. I have to do it? What's that all about? Well, which is sort of opposite of what you said before, which is, like, you got to love what you do. Do exactly. it for yourself, and they will come. And then, yes, and because it is such a new media, when you have people that aren't professionals doing it, thinking, hey, I'm doing it out of my basement, this is kind of fun. Well, I think I think that they were in love more with the idea of fucking with the establishment yeah. than oh, they Exactly. were with the idea. I mean, it could, it could have been anything. It could. These are the these are the same people that said, "Hey, Napster's cool," and then maybe they caught the religion later on that it was it was dissing the people that owned the content. Right. Right. Um, but the same people that said the internet wants to be free. I'll never pay for anything on the internet. You know. The, again, going back to people are inherently evil. But <laughs> in this case, you know, I think people really like the idea. They really like the idea that you know that they could meet Soccer Girl or they could meet Brandy or they could meet Adam Curry or whichever the way. And, and boom, you know, that sort of joy turned into drudgery when they started getting emails from people going, hey, where, where, I, I thought you did it every Sunday. Where's your stuff? Right. Oh, pressure to do it. Well, that, and, and don't you think, too, like when people aren't professionals at doing stuff, like one thing I did here in a couple of the sessions, and I was a little upset because there were a couple of sessions that I went to, and I was really hoping to get some 
good information. Mm-hmm. And there was such a diverse crowd of people, let's say, in that audience, yeah. that they went to the lowest common denominator, which I found very insulting. Um, I mean, I thought the show was phenomenal. Well, hopefully next year he'll, Tim will have a, a like an entry track and a pro track. Right, which needs to happen, because I think the unfortunate thing is a lot of the people that started off doing this podcasting thing, yeah. and it was such like a huge fad, and like the cool part was, exactly. you know, wow, you know, I'm in my basement, I'm doing it wherever, but they didn't know where to take it. Like, we've right. got this fan, fan base, well, what do I do with it? Exactly. Because now it's built. Sure. Do I, like, do I, you know, it's like a house. You know, yeah, you plan to build base, your, your... It was probably it was probably built on certain tenets, like, I'm not advertising, so you probably love that, because when you turn on your local radio, you get all right. kinds of ads, and I'm not advertising. Um, hi, uh, I'd like to uh, let you know that this episode of the show is brought to you by uh, iPods, Apple yeah. iPods. Yeah, right. Or brought to you by Pod Show or whatever. Right. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, hey, what, what the fuck happened to no ads? Right. Well, you know, it's amazing how bandwidth is expensive these days. Boy. Whatever. Boy. Well, and that, and I think people, too, even simply didn't even know how to go out. And I remember, like, I was sitting in, in some of those sessions, and one of them was, you know, how to how to um, monetize your podcast. And, like, I don't know, let's, I think maybe one person was talking about, like, it was a golf thing. Okay. okay I, I don't know. Was that my session? No. Okay. Okay. No, it wasn't. You know, the golf uh, guy was there at my session too. But go ahead. Oh, that's so funny because I just pulled that like out of air. Yeah. So you know, but I'm just saying. So okay, golf guy. Well, think about who is it that you're trying to target. What kind of like you know who? What kind of like demographic are they? Right. And then you go out to all these different golf places. Immediately, say, I'm thinking hey. point of purchase displays at sporting goods stores, at golf courses, right. at golf stores. Uh, you know, buying ads on. PGA.com, ESPN.com slash golf. I mean, you know, it's a pretty straightforward approach, but these people are just interested in yammering about golf. Right, which is an okay thing, but then they don't know what to do with it. Well, I want to monetize it, but I don't know how to move forward on it. And that was a very sad thing because I I felt like they just... But but I'll tell you, on-demand content has, it's taken its shift, Mm -hmm. it's taken its, its place online, and, you know, people have, they've become dependent on it. You know, they find something they like. You know, I've had people tell me, I've asked them, I said, hey, if we went to a, you know, a pay for listen model, you know, would you would you pay for, for archive access? And people are like, damn straight. And, uh, you know, I know, David, you use BitPass for your for your listeners. Yep, love it. How's that worked out for you? He uh, loved I, it. Didn't you just listen to me? He said he loved no, it. No, yeah. made me come over there. <laughs> yeah, BitPass and BitPass Unplugged have both been very, very good to me. Um, the, the guys over there listen when I ask them if they can do a certain thing and they get why I'm asking. Uh, in general, it's easier to work with. It's easier to create content for me now that I have all my stuff in BitPass. I'll probably never leave it. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you're absolutely right. People uh, will will go for things that they perceive value in, and that value is all over the place. And a pay-per-view model or a pay-per-listen model works. What's even better is that guy that's writing you every night saying that you suck is yep. paying for it. Whoa, amen. Yeah. Amen. That's beautiful. I Tell me I suck le- a million times. I, just keep paying for it. At least it. I hope uh-huh. he is. You know, unless, you know, well, if he's listening on Sirius, he's paying for it, damn it. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, the question that, that you had asked about, um, you know, the, the, the whether or not people will follow you once you uh, set them up with a particular approach to your content, whether or not they will follow you to a new model, <laughs> that will tell you right away whether your model is really based on solid 
solid, solid, uh, ground. you know, uh, yeah. ground, or whether or not it's full of hot air, like we're finding Google is in many cases. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, don't don't even get Darren started on that. No, I, I, he predicted. He, I listen. I listen, and I you know, I think to myself, the moment Henry Blodgett starts talking about something, it's fucked. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it's what is it now down to ninety four dollars a share or something, hundred dollars a share, and at one point it was up over three hundred, and people were like, oh, it's going to go to six hundred. I'm like, maybe it will, maybe it won't. All I know is it's a website, okay? It's a website. It's a search engine. People are gaming it left and right. They're acting like assholes. You know, the people there, are they're, over, they're overextended in terms of their staff. Uh, they're doing things that are completely against the do-no-evil thing. And it's like, you know, this is the beginning of a very tough time for Google, and they better be prepared for it. That whole incident of, you know, CNET using Google to find out information about Eric and then right. them not talking to CNET right. for six months. So what fucking bullshit is that? Yeah, yeah. Eat me. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you're kidding me, right? You're a publicly held company and you're actually acting like a six-year-old. That's amazing. I'm sorry. I'm not going to tell you what's going on. I'll tell everybody else and you'll never find out. And I hate you. You know? So, wow. <laughs> that was great. I love it. Danny Sullivan would love that. Is that not true? Uh, it's ama- it is true. It is true. No, I mean, come on. And then now you, and then don't, don't even roll over and nudge MSN in bed. Oh, right. If you start to piss them off and you start to, you know, really wake the slumbering giants like Yahoo and AOL and MSN, yeah, Google had it for a while. They had their they had their uh, their dominant moment, and maybe they'll have a dominant moment again. Who knows? Don't forget that part when you quote me. But the fact is that right now they are <laughs> they are introducing products because they can't tell their employees no. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting I mean, way of really, putting it. Who yeah. really gives a shit about mapping Mars? <laughs> exactly. How how many man hours were lost on that? You know? Here, I got an idea. Why don't you tell us how much money you're sharing with us so we can we can have an idea whether we want to go with you or some other ad network. Right. You know? How about if you stop, you know, doing bullshit like, you know, letting MP3 peer-to-peer sites, illegal sites come back in your search results, but no, at the other on the other we're going to do business with China. I mean, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I will say, though, you know, you start looking, and it's interesting everyone's approach. Like, I mean, I really do look at Yahoo as a true new media company mm-hmm. versus Google, who, you know, Google's hiring all these people with NASA. You know, they've got security clearances, and, you know, they, they seem to be all posturing themselves in a little different way to... Oh, sure. They're better than everybody else. <laughs> you know? You know, it's like Microsoft used to be and would like to remain. I, you know, I have great respect for people at those companies. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about that. I'm really talking about the leadership at Google. Google. I think that Eric Schmidt has in, has created an environment that is uh, exclusive of all other ideas and of the rest of the world. And in the beginning, it was kind of cool, you know. They're not they're not going to do what what Wall Street expects, and they don't care that you know the, the analysts comment on them. They don't care that they're not going to pr- predict what they're going to do for each quarter. But it's kind of hurt them, and in a way that is you know it would have been great if they created a new model and it really rocked. But I don't think anybody else is going to be you know out there with Dutch auctions for their shares and, and treating treating the, the public and the and the publicity engines that help fuel their company and fuel investors. I don't think they're going to be treating them like that, looking at what Google's done. Well, and you know what? And, and Darren had actually said that. When the whole thing happened, he goes, you know what? As soon as they go public, they're going to be, they're going to lose all their creativity. It's going to be reporting to their investors, which is going to be a completely different situation. He goes, that thing is going to go up uh, and it's going to go down. Yeah, like that was just obvious. The writing was on the wall. I give them 18 months after they went public. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know... It, it was time it was 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, shareholder concern and board pressure, you know, uh, for business development to get get their thumbs out of their butts because of falling share prices. Why? Because of all this craziness that they do. And it's true, you know, and, and it's funny. You know, we, we joke, um, you know, on, on the mornings of the Daily Searchcast about, you know, Google and moral domination. And then you, you find on their whiteboard, you know, right there in the, uh, on the campus, you know, a giant whiteboard they've got, world domination written right in the middle of it. Yep. I believe that Google has its balls on the world's head. <laughs> <laughs> but and not. I believe that the world is asking you not to do that. <laughs> Definitely Dave Naylor. Definitely yeah. Dave Naylor. So yeah, exactly. One Google's balls on his head. Uh, <laughs> that's rough. That's rough. All right, you know what we, we do? We need to take one more little break, and uh, we'll get this knocked out. We'll be right back in just a minute. Sit tight and don't move. Rainmaker. We'll be back after this short break. All-new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zephoria.com, writes, ClickTracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what ClickTracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a how do you choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. VR Web. It's a little pet peeve of mine, right? Go on the web and somebody writes about me and they put web gorilla, as in the monkey. Not gorilla, like, you know, warfare, terrorists. We're gonna do the monkey. Hi, this is Greg Bozer. Do the monkey. A.K.A. Monkey Boy. Monkey, monkey. Sometimes I get a little pissy. I gotta tell you, dude, he made you look like a good chimp. He did. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're confusing me. Monkeypicks.co.uk. Funny bastard, isn't he? I swear to God, if you play that promo one more time, I'm publishing the photo.
Rainmaker, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Well, and we are back. Little monkey boy. I don't know. A little. There's, there's a theme here tonight, you know? Nuts and monkeys. Monkeys. And, I don't know. God, David, you could end up in one of our promos. <laughs> I could. Uh, very easily you could. You know what the part that sucks is they take stuff so out of, like, we have this very creative production team, and they take stuff so out of context boy. and then wrap it around. They got they got our show hosts rapping. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty messed up, man. <laughs> They've got me saying stuff about myself that I know that I did not say about myself. You didn't say that? Well. Yeah, like, no, there's, well, there's a promo out well. there. I was talking about something else, like how you need to position yourself or something and I was talking about someone else and they absolutely took that information and made it look like it was me saying it and then popped it into well, a promo. Well, it was you saying it. but I wasn't you know. saying it about me. It sounds like I'm saying it about me. It's just humiliating because if anyone knows that of me, I would never have said that about me. Yeah. Uh-huh. This new ebook you're working on here, Doggy Style Marketing. What is that all about? Yes. Tell me about it, honey. What is that? I'm, huh? s- I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yes, I won't, I won't play into that one. I'm sorry, what did you say? Oh, uh, God, I love it. They, you know, it's almost like yeah. push button marketing. Yes. Doggy style marketing is, that's, I mean, that's good. It's it's catchy We're taking name. you to the food bowl of it's, life. It's very catchy name. Thank you. I like that. Okay, okay. Trivia, trivia uh, the uh, character actor that played McGilla Gorilla, Alan Melvin. Hey. Oh, my God. You. Don't say I never said nothing to you, okay? Wow. Right, there you go. Wow. Yeah, he's shy. He's smart. He's a plate spinner. His name is David Lawrence. Now, let me ask you this, David. Where do you see this whole wireless thing going? You know, we've got we've got satellite, we've got wireless, you know, we got podcasting. Like, where do you where do you see this ending up here in like five, ten years? Boy, I you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, no. I'm the guy that makes fun of people who makes predictions like that. Yeah, right. No, come on. So so here's your time to predict. Yeah, here's the deal. Wireless will be exactly where it is now. Then there'll always be new things, there'll always be new parts of the spectrum that people are using. It is simply a method of getting something from here to there. It doesn't really matter because they talked about browser wars back in 1995, but they were talking about book book uh, shark and web shark and uh, and uh, you know uh, spyglass and and they were talking about navigator and you know none of those things are even around anymore. So the, the battles and the wars and so on go on and on and on. But the fact is, is that there'll always be new ways of getting things around. What it all boils down to and people forget this from time to time and they consistently stand up in front of crowds and lie to them and say content is no longer king now it's fill in the blank it doesn't matter content is always king to have a show whether it's on television or radio or via Wi-Fi or uh, on Google video and it's the MySpace movie whatever it is if it captures people's attention it's not because it came to them via a particular avenue it captures their attention because it's funny or it's smart or it's clever or it's engaging or it's scary. It is about the story. It is not about the technology. And whatever we predict will happen won't. And whatever we think won't happen probably will. So whether it's via our cell phones or via the things that we wrap around our wrists, I'd like to point out it's very difficult to actually speak when you have your wrist in the position where a watch is. You quickly put the watch up, you see what time it is, and then you go back to a more natural, comfortable position. So the idea of talking into something around your wrist always fails because it's uncomfortable. So 
who knows what's going to happen. It, it probably won't go to Dick Tracy mode, but now that I've said that, it probably will. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, no matter what you do, no matter how you do it, no matter how small it is, no matter how powerful it is, it's going to get better. It's going to get smarter, cheaper, faster, deeper, harder, wetter, stronger. <laughs> oh. Yeah, right. All, all those expletives. Have, have you seen the MSN watch? Sure. And, and how great did that do? <laughs> I, I mean, for real. Yeah. You, you know, I, we, we we were at Search Engine Strategies in New York City. Danny Sullivan bought one. And I... I, I years ago was this? Uh, I'm sorry? How many years ago was this? No, just... No, just, no, this was just like uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago. Oh, all right. I'm ta- I thought you were talking about the old MSN watch. No, right, no, 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 no. No, no, no. The uh, new MSN the, watch. Yeah, yeah, right. The, the, the one that you can actually chat... On your MSN Messenger, or, or receive messages, you right. can't you can't send from your watch, but but you can at least receive on your watch. Uh-huh. And um, you know he, he set up you know of course his Google stocks so he could receive that on his watch. Yeah. Like I I, I I I don't get it. I don't. A lot of bad news to get all at once on your wrist. Well, no, that's you know what that's what I was saying. And then you can't respond back to it. Like I've got a CrackBerry, and I'm addicted to my CrackBerry, but at least I can respond. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know the other thing is like you know. So Someone messages you and says, hey, you know, um, I'm at your house screwing your wife right now. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to take that watch off and, and stomp just, on just it. Stomp the living crap <laughs> out of it. Yeah. You get, a, you get a message like that, you think to yourself, Jesus, she's got low standards. This guy's IMing while he's fucking her? All right. <laughs> you got to love that. Wonder she's there and I'm here. Oh, God. David, we've Did come down. We, we, we're at the bottom, bottom of our show already. Like, the end of the hour. It's flown. Just yeah. like that. You know, I don't have to tell you. You know how this goes. He's a pro. We're going to have to have you back because I really... Are we? Yeah, I do. David, he's I, I so lo- like... I, he's, he's, he's so polished. No, he's so funny. He's been doing this he's forever. He's so charming. Who? What? Who? What? Who are you talking about? You. I'm okay. talking about you. Oh well, thank you very much. I need some. I need some polished, charming lessons from you. Uh, 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 do do what now? You're like so good at that. <laughs> polished like, what? Yeah, polished, charming lessons from you. You're like the witty repartee man. I guess. Uh, yeah, because I'll tell you, whenever somebody comes up with a witty repartee that includes fucking your wife, that's <laughs> awesome. We like the horrible thing is I can't see. I mean, really, I am not. I, I'm going to find a different show to have you as a guest on, or maybe I'll create a show just for me, like in the middle of the day because uh-huh. I cannot do a show with you at the end of my week yeah. late at night right. when I'm like not mentally acute for this yeah. because I do enjoy I do enjoy David a lot and we can like lob the ball back and forth <laughs> at each other but like when when the net's set really high and I'm like at my own sunset and the, the yeah, sun's glaring so, in my eyes, eyes yeah. I keep getting hit on the head with a ball I got you yeah. well I, I can tell you that I really appreciate you having me on and that you're both very very uh, very very exciting and uh, the, the whole concept that you have to have this niche that's carved out, you know, you're, you're putting the bar so high with this network that, you know, that's the key to not having to deal with competitors. Thank is you. just having people look at you and go, oh, fuck, I can't do that. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. I appreciate that. Your mouth to God's yeah, ears, and indeed, we appreciate indeed. that. I, you know, and I, I think that's that's the one thing, you know, when we were there in Ontario at, at, at the, conference, the, the podcasting conference, you know, the, what you just said kind of speaks to something that rang very, very true through Throughout that entire conference, and that was passion about what you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I know you're extremely passionate about what you do, mm-hmm. and uh, we are too. So, definitely great to have you on the air, so we can you know share a passion together. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. that's what I Why? wanted you to hear. Say it again for Why? me, honey. David. I'm passionate with you, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, sorry, I gotta go now. Work. I tell you, I 
could like monetize that, like twenty nine ninety five where you're oh, monthly. God. I mean, I'd even share some of the profits with you. Well, people. you know what? That you was feel it, all folks. oogie and oopy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> David, thanks for coming on, bud. We'll 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 call you and we'll get you. We'll we'll do this again. All right, cool. This I love it. Good. All right, man. Have a great night. Behave, David. You too. So David's a very he's an excellent. I mean, what a stupid thing to say. He's an excellent interview. He is. He's awesome. I mean, he's, he's, he's polished. He's been doing this for quite Except, some time. Except you know what? I'm I'm so pissed off. Why? Well, because you know he uses all of like the vulgar words that I so shy away from. <laughs> it makes me want to use profanity. He wants. He makes me want to use profanity. Yeah. And I try so hard to like keep it clean because you know I'm, I'm an extremely um, non-expletive kind of person. Non-expletive kind of girl. And I have to you? like. Yes, I have to. I have to blame it on him. You're. You're. you're makes me want to lob a bunch of. Expletives. Expletives around. Yeah, well, don't do that. Uh, you know what? That 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 kind of brings us down uh, to the wind, wind up of the show. I I, I what? A, I mean, I, that was good. I really enjoyed that. No, da- it was, David was light. Is, he's always. I mean, he really is. He's always on his game. He's so polished. He's done this, you know, for. I'm such not polished. I mean, I use the word oh, polished. Look, look at you. Yeah. I mean, I use the word polished. I don't know why I'm polished. He's funny. He's sarcastic. <laughs> no, you know what he? You know what he is? He's very quick witted. Like bam, like you know he was. Well, just you know what, and you know he said that. I, I think we got where that comes from, and yeah, he is which just, is cool. That's a skill he's polished over time in the business, and God, he's just he's really good at it. And you know what's so neat is, and I and I do. We didn't touch on this again, but something for our listeners I think is so important. What did David do? He did something. He was successful at it when he took it. Like when he wanted to take it to the next step, because it was like whether it's his personal integrity or just saw something moving in the industry, and the establishment, albeit whoever that was, whoever he was employed by at that time, said, you know what? We don't want you to do that. He had the confidence in himself to say, screw it. I'm out of here. I'm going to do something else. And that's how you win. Yeah. You know, you have to take care of your responsibilities at the end of the day, but you've got to believe in yourself and either go with the people that are going to take you where you need to go or move on. And I think that, that was a re- that's been a reoccurring theme with him, and that's allowed him to probably be very scared a lot of the time. But he also feel very good about himself because he's a self. He, he's his own engine. Right. He sustains him. And you know what? That does, do, that we, does do we it for us. We sustain each other. Yeah. I love that. It. Paddle, paddle, paddle. Honey, that's uh, that's another Thursday right here on Rainmaker. Folks, we thank you for tuning in. Uh, encourage sure. you to, to, to go to the front of the website. Click on the MobileCast uh, link. Go see if uh, you can download us to your cell phone uh, because we are now uh, mobile casting as well. Folks, we will see you next week right here on Rainmaker. Woohoo! Have a